Nicholas Vizelli, artistic director of theater Breaking Through Barriers in New York City, was asked to represent the United States on World Theater Day by the Theater Communications Group. And that is by delivering the annual message, the year was 2020. Vizelli is the professional name of Nicholas Mazzarella, who was born here in Scranton, where he did a good deal of theater work before going to New York. Here are some of his thoughts on that occasion. As I sat down to draft these words, I had initially intended to illustrate the importance of theater by sharing some personal insights surrounding our theater and our artists. I planned to tell some of the stories we accumulated during Theater Breaking Through Barriers' 41-year history. How we began as a company that integrated blind, low vision, and sighted actors during a time when theater by disabled performers was considered more therapy than art. How we eventually expanded our mission to include artists of all abilities and disabilities, and how we fought and continue to fight for full inclusion for our artists and our company, both here in New York City and in the world at large. I intended to argue that people with disabilities have been discriminated against since the dawn of time, and negative perceptions surrounding disability have been hardwired into each of us from infancy, even though disability, just like hair or skin color, is merely a human characteristic that doesn't devalue a person's inherent significance. I wanted to comment on the many discussions in which we've participated concerning diversity, equity, and inclusion, and how they all focused on race, gender, and sexual orientation, virtually segregating disability from each conversation. This was particularly troubling since disability is the only diversity that exists within all other diverse populations. It knows no age, race, religion, gender, or sexual orientation. And if we could gather together the entire 15% of the world's disabled population into one place, it would become our third largest country. As we honor world theater by celebrating all that makes us unique, we must not allow our differences to divide us or polarize us as it has with the politics of our world today. Before we celebrate diversity, we must first recognize all that makes us the same. Until we can look beyond the physical and realize that we all have common needs and desires, our differences will matter very little. It is only when we can recognize ourselves in others that our differences shine and become worthy of celebration. To accomplish our ambitious mission, we are working to build an international coalition of arts organizations who, like us, feel that amplifying the voices of the underserved will only strengthen the art we all strive to create. I plan to conclude this address by making a final appeal to all of you. Be bold in the artistic choices you make. Reach beyond yourselves. Explore what you fear. Dare yourselves to embrace other cultures with open arms. Finally, do not fear those who appear different than yourselves. When you look closely, you will see at our core that we are all truly the same, despite the myriad of differences that make each of us a singularly unique and sacred vessel. Words of Nicholas Vaselli of Scranton, 
artistic director of theater breaking through barriers in New York as he represented the United States on World Theater Day in 2020, an initiative of the Theater Communications Group. Diva Theater in Scranton, without having heard Michelli's address, no doubt, they are a company that regularly rises to his challenge. In their 25 years, they've always been bold in their artistic choices. They've always reached beyond themselves. And this weekend, they will present a work that continues in that tradition. The title is Perceptions, Stories from the Deaf and Hard of Hearing Communities, and it will be presented Friday, May 12th, and Saturday, May 13th at 8 o'clock, and that's at the Old Brick Theater in Scranton. We had a return visit from Paige Belitsky, artistic director and co-founder of Diva Theater, and she fills us in on the important anniversary year and this important production. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary, uh, Diva Theater in Scranton. My husband, Bob, and I started this, you know, 25 years ago. And when you start something like this, you hope that you have a future. And we've done well, and we're proud of what we've achieved and all the people who have helped us get there. And you have been dedicated all along, because we've known you that long, to doing original pieces, to pieces that involve people around here, writers around here, projects that are rooted here. We've tried very hard not only to just bring original works, but something of substance. It's not always just a drama or a comedy. And in this instance, it is a social issue and and things that have to be said. Um, We're very fortunate that we're able to do that. And this project has been a year in the making. What was the impetus? A little over a year ago, one of our board members, Paul Gallo, brought this to us and said, we pride ourselves in trying to serve people on the fringes of of theater. Let's do this or let's do that. He goes, well, I think we should reach out to the deaf community. And we all agreed that this is a great idea, an underserved part of the community. And so we got started. It was not an easy journey. It was a huge learning curve for all of us in the hearing community. And it was difficult, but not impossible, to get members of the deaf and hard of hearing community to join in. Uh, They were slow to join, and understandably why. And so once they could understand that you were serious and caring in putting this project together... Where did you go, and how did the story or stories come out? We realized early on that hearing community actors could not tell the story of a deaf actor. But we needed stories. We needed deaf and hard-of-hearing people to spend some time with us and tell us their story. Uh, Good, bad, indifferent, ugly, obstacles that didn't matter. We wanted to make this as broad as we could. Uh, Getting them to do this was slow only for the fact that they wanted to make sure that we were going to tell their story and not what we thought the version of the story should be. So once they understood that we were full in 100% and we were not going to do anything to compromise the deaf community, 
they came forward. We reached out through schools, uh, Scranton School for the Deaf, local high schools who have deaf students, interpreters, people who just knew people who were deaf. So we gathered them all together and we started hearing the stories. That's one thing, a string of stories or a compilation of stories, but there still has to be some way it fits together into a theater piece. And that was the second challenge. The first challenge was getting the deaf community to trust us. And the second challenge was, how do we write their stories to fit into a theatrical venue and what is required for that without changing their stories and and having them upset because we've changed their words. So we met a lot, and we had two writers who went above and beyond, K.K. Gordon, who we all know and love, and Marcy Herman Reby, who spent tens of hours with these folks just listening and writing, and then they would go home and they'd write something, and then they'd meet again and make sure that it was okay. We had to make sure that the deaf community was happy with what we were saying because it's their words, not ours. And we learned early on that we really didn't know anything. And it was a huge learning curve for all of us. It's been a wonderful learning curve, but a challenge. And so you found that Marcy and KK, they got it. They did get it. And we had the help when this project first started. We had a gentleman who was going to be our consultant. And we were very excited about that. And just as we were getting ready to have our first sit-down meeting with him, he unfortunately passed away unexpectedly and suddenly. And the project was put on hold. We did reach out to his spouse. And his spouse came to us. And it was very, very difficult because we want to respect his feelings and his loss. But we were under a time constraint. We needed to get this project done. Because the county was so generous in giving us a grant to do this, we have to follow those guidelines also. So it seemed like from the beginning, we were hit with an obstacle after obstacle. But David Posner, who is the spouse of Jeff, who passed away, came on board and he really has been the guiding light through this whole project. And it's been difficult for him because Jeff only passed away a little over a year ago. So this is This has been a work in progress for a year. And so the stories then are, as you say, probably trying stories, but also joy-filled stories? Absolutely. We've had the pleasure now of working with deaf actors. And we've learned so much because we're so used to just going in and, and reciting the scripts. And it's different now. It's a different approach. It's a different pace. The cadence, everything is different. But the stories are wonderful. Stories of uh, heroic parents who, for one of our hard of hearing actors, her parents had to fight to get her to be able to stay in mainstream school because she couldn't go to deaf school, but yet she had a difficult time fitting into regular school. And they really, really went to bat for her. And there were no laws back then. Um, This is a woman in her 60s, so it was very difficult. There are stories, a beautiful story. One of our young deaf actors, uh, a young mother, she has two children. And the story about when her first child was born, how the doctor approached that the child was born 
death. And I won't give it away, but it is a story that'll make you cry. And the stories are, some are very funny. Uh, some are, when you're first learning ASL, American Sign Language, that if you hold your fingers in a certain position and it's incorrect, you are saying something totally different than what you intend. And sometimes it's funny. And sometimes people just look at you crazy. But there's a lot more that we we want to get out to people. And that's why Perceptions is the name of this project, because the hearing community has a perception about what the deaf community is. And I have to tell you, we are so wrong. Now, tell us about your actors then. We have stories that came from about eight different people. Some chose not to be on stage. They just wanted their stories told. But our deaf actors have been such a blessing to us because as we navigate through this, they will stop and they will tell us through our interpreter, we wouldn't say that or this is not correct. So they're teaching us, which we really love. But we have two young mothers who have deaf and hearing children. So that's a very interesting situation. And that's addressed in the storyline. We have a hard of hearing actor. So we have three deaf actors, a hard of hearing actor, and an actor who was married to a deaf person. So it's a very wide range of, of coverage. You directing? I am directing. So we already get a sense of the challenges that you're facing because it's just different. It's very different. I'm used to just saying to actors, stand over here, do this. Uh, I, I'd like to hear this. But there is no hearing. Everything I say has to go through an interpreter. So it's a totally different approach. And I stop along the way sometimes just to ask the deaf actors if what I'm doing is okay. Are you comfortable? And they teach me as I go. Sometimes I have phrasings that I use and they've taught me the signs to go along with it now. So now all I have to do is say it and sign. So it, it's really been a joy on so many levels, but really challenging. Now, those of us who are invited to join you, you're going to have a mixed audience, right? Yes, we are. We're going to address the hearing audience and an interpreter will be signing to the deaf audience who we are, what we're doing, what to expect. We're hoping that we can teach the hearing audience about applause for the deaf because it's not clapping your hands and things like that. We also have two giant monitors that'll have things written out. So just in case the deaf audience and or the hearing audience is not quite following, it's up on the screens for them. So we're trying to make this as easy as possible for everyone. And we're looking forward to it where we're a little frightened because it's, it's all new, uncharted territory. When are you doing it? We are doing two performances, May 12th and 13th. That's a Friday and a Saturday night at 8 p.m. It's free admission. We'll probably pass the hat later on. The reason that we're doing it this way is it took so long to get this project started and to get through the roadblocks that we had. We would like to take what we've learned and build this into a full-blown play for next season. But this stands as it is. It as it stands as it is. Are there costumes? Are people in their normal street dress scenery? Or is there any, any 
theatrical surroundings? No, we thought at first that we would try to do it like little vignettes. And then I realized that that wasn't going to work. I was dealing with people who had never been on stage, who are deaf, and I had to accommodate hearing and deaf actors, some seasoned, some never been on stage. So I thought maybe what we need to do is do this in concert style. So everyone feels comfortable. Their their parts are written out with very large prints. So no one, because the theater lights with music stands and everyone seems to be comfortable. And that's the way it's going to be done. We want these folks to be comfortable, but we want them to be part of the bigger project. And so far, every one of them is coming back. So we're very excited about that. We're hopeful that this word will spread and more deaf actors or storytellers will come forward and we'll be able to do a a bigger production. This has been such a learning experience and we are better for it. You are changed now. We are. Absolutely. We are changed. Paige Belitsky, Artistic Director and Co-Founder with Bob Belitsky of Diva Theatre in Scranton, celebrating its 25th anniversary, speaking about the original production, Perceptions, stories from the deaf and hard-of-hearing communities to be presented Friday, May 12th and Saturday, May 13th at 8 p.m. at the Old Brick Theatre at 126 West Market Street in Scranton, Admission is free, but they will accept a free will offering. To reserve a seat, or if you need more information, just contact them on Facebook, and that's facebook.com slash Diva Theater Scranton, Diva, D-I-V-A, Theater, T-H-E-A-T-E-R, Diva Theater Scranton, or call area code 570-209-7766, 209-7766. That's Perceptions. Stories from the Deaf and Hard of Hearing Communities, an original production to be presented Friday and Saturday. This Friday and Saturday, May 12th and 13th at 8 o'clock p.m. And that's at Diva Theatre, which is housed at the Old Brick Theatre, 126 West Market Street in Scranton. For more information or to reserve a seat, on Facebook, Diva Theatre Scranton. Diva Theatre Scranton, and congratulations to Paige and Bob on 25 years. 